Hello, everybody, and welcome to your Final Score Podcast, where you listen to the final word on any and all debate in sports today with you, as always, is your boy Wyatt and Matty P. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast for episode 52. We are back to talk about the NBA Finals and give you guys our predictions for Game 5 tonight in Toronto. Um, both of us were not as optimistic about Toronto's chances at the Oracle. I thought this series would be tied at two games apiece. Matty P thought this would be the other way around coming back to Toronto. But the Raptors shocked the world and steal both games at Golden State and now have a chance to close out the NBA Finals in Toronto with a 3-1 series lead tonight. Matty P, um, you were definitely on the on the fence with Toronto. You thought Golden State's championship pedigree, yeah, the history. Golden State's history. Um, would serve its purpose. And... Yeah, you thought Steve Kerr would get them in the right direction, and that did not happen. Matty P, what happened at the Oracle? Uh, Toronto just dominated the last two games. It's unbelievable what Kawhi Leonard and and company are doing. Um, they're passing the ball well. They're uh, switching off picks. They're ro- rotating the ball. They're hitting threes. Danny Green's uh, making clutch shots. Um, you know Van Vliet's continuing to do well as well or play play well as well. Uh, and Golden State, it just doesn't look like. They used to. They don't look like the the Golden State that we're used to. Um, Demarcus Cousins averaging six points a game. Demarcus or uh, Draymond Green. He had a good games at the very beginning. The first two games almost averaging a triple double, like we said before. Um, but it hasn't translated into a game three and four. Um, he's averaging averaging about five turnovers a game. Um, more than twenty t- turnovers in the series. And overall, just Toronto has been playing t- marvelous defense. And Kawhi Leonard is uh you know playing elite uh he's averaging like 30 points over the course of the series scored 30 points in the last eight of the last eight of the last 10 road games uh in the in the playoffs so i mean toronto has the juju going and that's in the thing that i take away from those two games on the road is everyone is okay oh golden state's banged up they're injured you know, Clay obviously misses Game Three. Kevin Durant hasn't suited up for the whole series, but like you said, Toronto and I said this before. And I said this on the last episode before they played Games Three and Four. I said Toronto has been the better team in the series. Golden State has not proven to me that they're the better team. I don't care if they're healthy or not. They're not playing better team basketball. They're not playing good defense. They're giving up wide open looks at the basket. They're not running in transition. They're just not playing better basketball. Even at the free throw line, a, a place where Golden State has destroyed teams, they've yeah. not been consistent at the free throw line. Even Steph Curry is missing shots in yeah. the fourth quarter. Toronto's averaging 99% right. from it's, the free throw line. It gets unbelievable, like, the amount of, like, I don't know, I just feel like people are discrediting what Toronto is doing and just passing it off as, well, it's not the Golden State team that right. that was, you know, promised in the finals. Well... They're playing who's in front of them, and they're kicking the crap out of Golden State's who's in front exposed. of them. Like if they're not going to play <clears throat> championship basketball, they're going to get exposed, and that's plain and simple. That's how it's going. Now, um, Game Three was pretty much. A, I mean, w- once we found out that Clay was not playing, I think a lot of people thought, okay, this is a must-win for Toronto because you right. never know what the team is going to look like if they get Clay back in Game Four. You can't allow Steph Curry to just ball out yeah, and win thought, a game by himself. We thought Toronto, that was going to be their best chance of taking a game in, in Oracle. Right, and they did. And then in game four, Clay comes back and has the game of his postseason. 28 points on a bad leg, 
plays the best defense of any guy on the floor. There was actually an exchange in the game where him and Steph went to double, or the guy was dribbling in, and Clay goes and picks him up, and Steph also comes and leaves Van Vliet open in the corner, and you can see Clay Thompson roll his eyes in frustration because he's like, "Dude, yeah, that's not that's not your assignment." And Clay is the unsung hero of this Golden State team. He's always he's played in every game almost except for that game three. He'd been playing in consecutive. I think he had the most starts of any player on their team in the playoffs. Never misses a game, and and he just he balls out, and it still was not enough. Game four, Golden State comes out and hits him in the mouth in that first quarter. And goes up by 11 at, at right. the first quarter. They had all the momentum, and Toronto just said no. no. And Toronto, you know, Kawhi comes out in the second half after only being down four and comes up big in the third quarter. What was the difference in that quarter, Manny P? I mean, they just went back to fundamentals. They out-fundamental Golden State, and that's hard to say because we're so used to Golden State being the most fundamental team in basketball. Um, Kawhi Leonard comes down. Hits two threes in a row, daggers, you know, in their eye, as we say. <laughs> um, and it just changed the whole momentum of that game. And then that's when Toronto put, you know, their foot in the, on Golden State's throat. I mean, it was – Golden State was not the same team after they got punched in the like – they, they went up, Toronto got uh, – came back, had a chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And then once they took that lead – or took that lead, uh, about six or eight points. Never gave it back. Never gave it back. And that's what championship teams do. Golden State in that third quarter of game four shot 36% from the floor, 37% from three. Toronto shot 54 and 75% from behind the three-point line, outscoring the Warriors 37-21. to 21. The Golden State Warriors are known for their third quarter adjust or their halftime adjustments and their third quarter heroics. And Toronto goes in in their building and completely turns the game around. And like you said, never gave the momentum back. Steph Curry in that third quarter was two of seven from the floor, not able to stabilize that run for Toronto. We talked a lot about before this series began, how big this was going to be for Steph Curry's legacy, how important it was going to be for Steph to make his mark in the finals because it's a legitimate argument. In that first finals that they won, they gave it to Iguodala because of how he changed the the complexion of the series. They put him in the starting lineup, and they ended up winning. And then, obviously, Kevin Durant joins the team in the next two finals and, and plays amazing, so they have to give it to him. Steph has yet to win a finals MVP. He's yet to be the best player on his team in a series. You know, Steph Curry's got to be thinking, I got a ball out tonight in Game 5. I I know. It's uh do you think I mean they they say that Kevin Durant's probably going to play tonight. Um what's his different like what's the difference in the game tonight? Like what is is there a contribution that he makes to to win this game or does he think Toronto has such momentum and playing so such great basketball that they're going to win this game tonight? I don't know. Um I don't know how Kevin Durant's going to look. Um and I I'm one of the people that said that I don't think he I mean, he probably did strain his calf, but I think it's more serious than a calf strain or else he would be playing. There was that great quote from, I don't know who, it was a doctor. I don't know if it's a team doctor or just a doctor that like has been in sports. And he basically was quoted by saying, when he saw Kevin Durant in the, in the tunnel, he he saw the ice pack around the ankle. He didn't see the ice pack on the calf. He's like, well, if it was a calf injury, the ice pack would be down by his Achilles. Achilles It looked like an Achilles injury. So I, I... I don't know. I, I think Kevin Durant, if he, 
Is he, yeah, is he limited tonight, or does he play the whole game? And even if that he does, like, I mean, I know Kawhi Leonard is a guy that Golden State has not figured out. Like, even when double-teaming, triple-teaming, he's, he's still got 30 points a game, it seems like. Um, Kevin Durant, I don't think he plays defense to the elite level, like, against Kawhi Leonard. Not a bad leg. So Not a bad leg, exactly. So for him to be out for a month and then come back and play game five when, when it matters, I mean, if Kevin Durant, you know, heroically makes crazy stuff, like uh, makes it interesting and, and they force a game six, I mean, there's no way he can last for another three games, I don't think. You know, I don't know what his, what his injury, like how bad it is, but, I mean, it's that's going to be tough. I think the biggest question mark, because what I was the most concerned about in games three and four was Toronto's support. The guys like Van Vliet, the guys like Abaka, the guys like Siakam, Gasol, anyone not named Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry, were they going to step up and play on the road? And they did. They did. Serge Ibaka was huge in game four. Serge Ibaka arguably helped keep them alive in the third and fourth quarter when Kawhi was on the bench. Right. He's making big time shots. He, he was huge. What, what he exposed them on is that pick and roll. That high pick and roll, they were lazy to get back to him. And a lot of times, Kyle Lowry would pass somewhere else and then pass immediately right back to Ibaka. And they'd leave him. They'd leave him wide open. Um, and I think they're going to go back to the fundamentals in Game 5 and lean on those role players yeah. in Game 5. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, and we're going to come back with our predictions for tonight, who we think is going to win, uh, and what, uh, what that win means. Do we think that Golden State will pull it out and force a Game 6, or do we think Toronto wins their first championship in franchise history. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back to your final score podcast, where you are once again joined by your boy Wyatt and Maddie P. We just broke down games three and four, and how Toronto um, miraculously steals both games at the Oracle and has a commanding three-one lead heading into Game Five tonight. Maddie P. Toronto's got all the momentum. They are playing better basketball, and they have the best player in the series in Kawhi Leonard. Does Toronto get the job done tonight and bring home the first championship in Toronto history? I think they do. I think they, Golden State, even though I was riding their train the whole series, uh, after game one and two, I was like, they're going to bounce back, they're going to bounce back. And in game three and four, they got completely embarrassed uh, on the floor. Um, the, even with Kevin Durant coming back, if he does play, he, he's supposed to play tonight, I don't know how many minutes, but I don't think he makes that much of a difference in how – He's going to disrupt the way that Kawhi, or Kawhi Leonard and, and his team are playing basketball. I mean, they're they're passing well. They're playing great defense. I mean, Toronto is playing championship basketball. I don't, I don't think 
Golden State can really just turn around and say, hey, you know, because... Kevin Durant's back. Yeah, Kevin Durant's back, like, they're going to win this game. And it's even if they do win, it's, it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be a very tough game. There's too much riding on this game if you're the Raptors because on the flip side, if it doesn't go their way tonight, you got to think from a Raptors standpoint, you have a chance to close it in your building and not give this team any life. Right. If, say, Golden State guts out a win tonight and they rally around Kevin Durant and he has a good game and they squeeze one out on the road and, and they go back to the Oracle right. in front of their home crowd where they can kind of get themselves mentally back into it. You don't want to get a Game 7 back. Because I think if you lose tonight, you're playing a Game 7 in a couple days. Oh, definitely. And I and I don't... And I'm, I'm confident in Toronto's ability to win this game. But if they don't get it done, I don't know if they're going to win a Game 6. Right. And I don't know if they want to play a Game 7 against Golden State. You got to, like you said earlier, put the foot on the throat, which is what they've done in a lot of these games. But they're going to have to do it again tonight. I think Kawhi Leonard knows more than anybody. Don't give them an opportunity. Oh, definitely. Don't yeah. even give them a chance. He knows that this type, this team can catch fire, and we've, we know in the regular season in the playoffs that you know they hit a couple threes, the crowd gets going, they you know steal the ball, get a couple transition, um, you know baskets, like it's a whole different game, you know, and they haven't got that within the next uh, within the last four games, they haven't had that that momentum in, in a game other than maybe I guess uh, game. Yeah, game two. I mean, but game two they held on. Yeah, they held on exactly. They weren't. They were. They escaped. Yeah, with the win. yeah. Toronto was literally missing shots, so they haven't got any momentum yet. But I know for a fact if if they do and Kevin Rant's back, the juices are flowing. And I, I, I think Toronto gets it done tonight because, like you said, Kawhi Leonard knows the situation that he's in, and it's that if he doesn't, if they don't win tonight, it's gonna be a long. Next days. Yeah, a few days. Next week, probably. <laughs> right. You don't. I guess you don't want to give that team any chance because they are champions, and if you let them figure you out, they'll they'll make you pay for it. Right. Um. What does this mean for a uh, you know not even a city? I mean, this is the city of Toronto, but it's the country of Canada that they are one game away from their first title, not against just anybody. And I know Golden State's been banged up. But everybody's banged up. Everybody's hurt. I know Kevin Durant, the best player, hasn't played. But nonetheless, this would be a huge win for not only Toronto, not only for Canada, but I think for the NBA. I mean, you look back, I think it was in 2006 with uh, Kobe Bryant, and he dropped 81 points against them. And, you know, the historic most points ever scored in a, in a single game. That franchise where they have came from, you know, being b- the bottom and now they've risen to the top with a guy that, you know, is a comeback player in himself. I believe that, like, his, th- this story is, is great. And, like, if they accomplish it and it's for the, the country of Canada, um, the city of Toronto, I think it's, it's, I think it would be better than that 3 P. you know? Like, I think it's a better, like, accomplishment. Not accomplishment. I wouldn't say accomplishment because a 3 P is amazing. But... It would mean more to Toronto and that city and that country than I think it would back in Golden State. Um, another thing that some people have talked about, and I, I immediately thought of it when they went up 3-1, was this looks eerily similar to when the Miami Heat were going for a 3 and Kawhi Leonard's Spurs oh. ended it. 
the, it was the same script. Um, Detroit. San Antonio, mm-hmm. San Antonio had home court advantage. They won game one, and then the defending champs took game two in a close game. It's like it's like 98-96. Right. They escaped with a win. They go back to Miami, and things caught fire. San Antonio hit like a record number of threes, beat them by the biggest point margin of all time. Then right. they went back home to game five and, and shut the door. And who was the MVP and, that year? Who was the MVP? Kawhi yeah. Leonard. And it's following that same script here with Toronto and Golden State. Yeah. If he ends two dynasties, if he derails two dynasties from three-peats, what does that mean for Kawhi Leonard? I mean... Is he the best player in the world? I mean, he's this year he was he has a strong argument. <clears throat> I mean, you have James Harden who played a great year, you know, he's MVP and all that, but or yeah, and then uh I mean, but he's playing the best basketball in the postseason. I mean, he's 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 taken the East and, you know, went right through that. I mean, he had a tough series with with seventy sixers, but he makes the the play to win it. Um, he's been a quiet guy that makes big shots, and I he's all it's all stemmed from his defense too. You know, he we always talk about how he's a he's probably the best two way player in the NBA. How about he's the best player in the NBA currently? Period. Right. So, I mean, I I don't know if he's better than LeBron or Kevin Durant at, at the moment. Right. But like over the like. Career-wise, but definitely in the season and this postseason, obviously he's he's the best right now. He's been phenomenal. Um, tonight, um, if Toronto is to win tonight, what do you think it does for the Warriors? Do you think it gets Kevin Durant back to go at it again, or do you think to, that he's he's out? Like what? Where does where does Golden State stand? Because last time Kawhi Leonard. You know, dethroned a team going for a three-peat, they broke up. Yeah, they, and the best player on the team left to go do something different. Do you think the same thing happens with the Warriors? Do you think we kind of see the end of them being in control of the entire league? Because for the last five years, they've been the team. They've been the right. standard. Do you think they kind of come back to the pack where it's more open? <clears throat> I think Kevin Durant does leave. I, I'm not going to say that Golden State's not one of the best team, like the best team in the West next year if Kevin Durant leaves because I think they probably are a favorite. Um, but it definitely hurts their chances of you know going back to the, to get a championship as well. And I know they can go to the West, but it's it, it's funny how the East is kind of like yeah com, completely flipped. We we last couple of years ago or a couple of years ago we talked. Kind of crap the about the weak. East. East is weak, weak yeah. and LeBron would just go right through it, and then meet somebody in the in the West, and then you know if LeBron wins, great. If, if he loses, if, it's the West. Yeah, it's the West. But now, I mean, you have Milwaukee and and uh, and, and Toronto, obviously. So and those those teams were the best teams by record in the NBA. Right. So and Kawhi didn't play twenty two of the games. Right. So maybe you know. Maybe Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks. He goes to the East, and there's a kind of a power switch, you know, where the the West and the East kind of are like, you know, or the East takes that little that that push, and, right. and it takes over the best. They the get best more ball. stars over there. Right, you got to equal out the stars. There's so many all stars in the West. There are so many of the better players in the West that if you get a couple guys to go East, you do set that balance. Right, and I think that I think it balances out. I think. I mean, I, I, I think I answered your question, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, think about 
the way that that position of the of the the point forward or the you know it, it, it used to be the small forward the best wing on the team the wings were the were the thing now the guards have kind of taken over the league where it's the you know we talked about it in the last podcast the all star snub where it's like the point guard is like the thing but that point forward and that six ten guy that can do everything is becoming kind of the position that you want with guys like Durant Giannis Kawhi if you have all three of them in the same conference right in the front of their own teams and a guy like a Ben Simmons help him if he ever makes a jump shot or help, <laughs> God help him if he ever hits the three pointer. But guys like that that can take over a team and be that big, you know, long, presence. Yeah, long, athletic, you know, dribbler. Hey, it'd be fun to see all those guys match up in the playoffs for a couple of years. It'd be yeah. great. Um, you kind of you kind of answered this earlier with with Toronto it being a bigger deal for Toronto than it is for Golden State. Um, what do you think it's going to be like tonight? That atmosphere. I think it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be bonkers. What does uh, Drake wear? Maybe he pulls out the Curry stuff again. Yeah, the Del Curry jersey again. <laughs> I think he should just show up in the Raptor mascot. Yeah. I think he should just wear the yeah, Raptor yeah. mascot on the floor with the hat on. We yeah. know who it is. A Vince Carter jersey. How about that? That would be cool. I'd, I'd go with the Vince Carter throwback purple jersey. Yeah. Um, it, it, that was my favorite part of the of the, of the last two games. is They kept showing those cutaways to Jurassic Park and... Uh, how there's multiple like there's yeah. one there's one in Ontario there's one in Vancouver there's yeah, one yeah. there there's one all over Canada there's different parks everywhere watching this because it's such a it's a national thing right it's, it's not just Toronto um, I'm excited uh, I think Toronto I think Toronto big tonight I think yeah. Toronto by double digits okay I, I think they do it I think it's I think it's about five or six but it's Toronto wins this game. There's no way that they don't close this out on their own floor. I mean, this is for that country. You know, that's for, like you said, Vancouver and Montreal and Ottawa and all these other places around Canada too. But right. it's it's a it's a culture that they have set with Kawhi Leonard coming in, and it, they've had such disappointment or like been so close, you know, inches away, and now for them to have a chance tonight to win this is fantastic for the nba i think it's fantastic for you know it's a lot of conversation coming next year you know free agency there's a lot of like rippling effects that indirectly are affected by this right. i think so so all right well you heard it here me and maddie p both taking toronto here in game five for the first championship north of the border hey, i want to be right i want to be right on something on the series hey <laughs> hey it's okay man it's okay i picked toronto to win the whole thing but uh, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Not, I didn't think not, it was not in be, five games. I didn't think it was going to be in a commanding fashion as it appears to be right now. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, let us know. We want to hear everything. If we're wrong, tell us. You got about an hour before the game starts. Um, thanks for listening so much. Um, we'll be back in a couple of days. If this ends, if this ends tonight, we'll give you guys a reaction in the next couple of days. If it continues. Uh, we'll be back to preview the Game 7. If yeah. it goes to Game 7, we'll preview Game 7 and, and talk about how we were wrong about Game 5 and Game 6. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, go Raptors. Go Raptors, right? And go Knowles. <laughs> yeah, go Canada. Go o- Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.